Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where we're claiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the biz bruja herself, Vanessa Codorniu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Hello, everyone, and welcome. So, so excited. So excited to speak with Linda Garcia today. Uh, also known as a loose warrior. Linda, thank you. Thank you for saying yes and for being on with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I feel finally in a place to to speak from from the soul. Oh, so glad. I'm so glad. I've missed you and I recently took Linda's class. So we're going to talk about that um, in a bit. It's like really exciting stuff that's life-changing for me and I think life-changing for all of us. So I can't wait to talk about that. So before we go into that, I want to share Linda's official bio because I think it's really important to share her official bio and her background and then hear her story, right, in our conversation. And so Linda Garcia is a California native, born to immigrant parents, double majored in marketing and international business in Dallas, Texas. During college, she was on-air talent for Telemundo and Univision and began to write, produce, and direct local TV commercials. Fascinated with storytelling, she moved to Los Angeles to pursue a career in film and formed a part of the startup team that launched the first major Latino Hollywood movie studio, Liongate's Pantelion Films. In, 19, in 2012, not 19, but 2012, Linda accepted a position at Netflix where she managed one of the company's largest assets for Netflix Latin America. She was the driving force behind Spanish dubs, subs and dubs for Netflix US originals and the launch of telenovelas. She went on to launch AT&T's full screen and Liongate's Pantaya streaming service. In September 2018, she closed the door in Hollywood to focus on her podcast, Let There Be Loose, full time. Linda, or Loose Warrior, as most of her listeners call her, has been strongly embraced by her community, developing an avid listener base. Her meditations have rapidly become a community favorite and are now being experienced in corporate settings. She formed part of We All Grow Latina Summit 2019 Storytellers, as well as the official curator for We All Grow Wellness Day. She most recently uprooted her family from Los Angeles and headed back to Dallas, Texas to continue her life's purpose in search of in search of healing her wounds, specifically tied to wealth building from a unique spiritual perspective. Wow. So Linda, you've had quite a journey. Um, as a kid, I just, I like to go back to as a kid, did you ever feel or think, well, I'm going to do something or I'm called to something or I'm here to do, you know, did you ever have a big dream or just a sense of knowing that you were here to, because you communicate with the masses in one way or another, whether you're heading departments or whether you're doing it yourself through your podcast or your trainings. So 
you could tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Absolutely. Um, I, I have very early memories of being really little and looking at the moon. Uh, there was like a perfect window in my bedroom that almost always was framing the moon. And I remember thinking that I was an alien <laughs> and that the moon was my mom. And I was always in trouble during the day. I lived, you know, some dark experiences at a babysitter's home. And so I think I, I equated day to a, set, a, a certain suffering. And so the moon and being at home and safe with my parents at night, um, while you know, I was living chaos during the day that they weren't aware of, I think I felt safe. So the moon was a nurturer for me. And I would get mad at the moon and angry at the moon. And I would tell her, like, why haven't you came and picked me up yet? Why am I still here? Why can't I go home? And so that was a really early search of mine. Fast forward to growing up in a very strong Catholic household and uh, starting CCD class so that I could do my first communion. And uh, coming home, I think it was like second or third CCD class and telling my mom that I was not going to do my first communion. <laughs> she was like, you, you can't decide. This isn't for you to decide. This is something that you have to do. And I told her, well, I'm not going to do it. And we had such a big argument. I think she looked into me and saw me for the first time of she's really not moving forward with this. So that was kind of my journey into, I guess, where I am now, really. Oh, thank you. And what moved you, you know, there you were at Netflix. Um, you were thriving, would you say maybe top of your game, like, you know, at that point, till that point in life. So what moved you, what called you to step away to go into the podcast full time? Yeah, so I really wanted to create my own content. Meanwhile, one of my biggest focuses all through high school, all through college was my community, was like people that looked like my parents. So while I was writing and producing and directing commercials in Spanish to speak to the community on the behalf of white businesses, white America, um, that was always so embedded in me. And when I got to Netflix, I, there was definitely a moment of like, wow, I've made it. How did I make it here? By the way, the entire time I, I've, I was a teen mom as well. I had a daughter when I was 14 years old. So there's a very complex journey throughout this entire process. Um, I was actually let go of Netflix and it was such a blow to my ego because at the time Netflix was everything. It was a tech company that was transitioning itself into becoming a, a studio. And it, was, it wasn't seen, you know, we were top of the game with House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. And so there was a lot of my ego that was tied to, um, to this glamorous life that I finally broke into. And there was also a part of me that was in search of that spiritual little girl that would call the moon her mom and was defiant in church. I'm not going to do my first communion because God is inside me, not outside, you know, type thing. And um, I had kind of steered away from that a little bit. And the letting go, the getting letting go of Netflix was such a huge blessing. That same 
that that next couple of weeks, my partner got let go from his job. We were living in Beverly Hills. Wow. <laughs> he was working at a French fashion house on Rodeo. Two weeks after that, we find out we're pregnant. It was chaos, but I had been dreaming of this little boy since December. All of this took, took about four or five months afterward. And I knew that there was really big things coming, not to mention that when he got fired, it was on a blue moon. I was like, well, at least now you can say once in a blue moon, you got yes. fired. <laughs> totally. Oh my we, God. Yeah. We went out into the desert and I just grounded myself and remembered like, who am I? What is all this for? What is this journey? What if I have no more money moving forward? What if my ego is damaged? And um, I moved closer to soul's purpose in that, in that space. And while Let There Be Loose wasn't born until about a year later, I think that I was definitely preparing myself to really go back to who I was, that journey of, um, of, of soul. Oh, so beautiful. Now, you said earlier that there were different levels to this. You were a 14-year-old mom, a teenage mom. How did... I mean, you know, probably would take longer than this podcast interview, but, uh, or chat, like what, what, what moved you, right? So at 14, you give birth, you're a mom. That's a lot of responsibility. Uh, obviously a soul agreement, right? It was meant to be. Um, what continued to move you into the direction of still being the storyteller and mover and shaker and creator and doer? I really, truly felt that I had some sort of a mission that that same going back to the moon, going back to be defiant, there was a there was a path that was set forth for me. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was going to be difficult. And it was like, I'm ready for this task. I really, truly felt like I couldn't connect with anything that surrounded me. I knew there would be a lot of suffering because there always was. And so I think now even pushing past past all the suffering and finally being in a place where oh, it's okay that there's no more suffering. Oh, wait, this is what I deserve. Oh, wait, this was part of the journey. Here we are. This is, this is the, 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 the part of the journey where I'm receiving now. Um, That's so good. I love that. I love that. And I relate to that as well. Um, so when I was a little girl, I used to look out the window and be like, when are my people coming? Like my ET is coming <laughs> to get me. I didn't know the word for starseed back then, but, and I love my parents and all, and I'm sure you did as well. It's, just like a feeling like there's something more to me. There's something yes. more to me. And my parents, I, I did the communion because they, because I was like, I knew I had to do that at least. But I, I, I don't know about you. Like for me as a young person, I wanted to serve God. Like I wanted, and God was within me. And thankfully, eventually I realized that there was, you know, a bruja, a priestess. But at that time I was like, there's a nun. And I'm like, I don't think I want to be a nun, right? They don't get none. And I want to have a full life and, and experience my sensuality, my sexuality, my relationship. Um, but I felt that too. Like I looked out to the skies and was just like, okay, when are they coming? Like as a little girl. So, um, and I still feel that way sometimes, you know, come in peace in a manageable, ease-filled way, please, for all of us concerned, right? Um, and so when that happened, when you were laid off and your partner was fired on the blue moon, like, and you started to really go deep within yourself and remember who you were, remember what you're here for, and it's a mission. How did you come up with the idea of Let There Be Loose and then start to share and, you know, be, and come out as a healer, right? Because before then, you were yeah. one in your own way, but maybe you weren't 
public about it to yourself or the world maybe? Yeah, I think it was, I was definitely uh, on the path of spirituality. I mean, all the way since 2012, I was talking about manifesting and um, I'm sorry, not 2012, 2003. Like I, I was really into the new age and I was living in Texas at the time. So I really didn't have anyone to relate to me. And everyone's like, what is this girl talking about? I was like, you watch, I'm about to manifest some crazy stuff. And that's when Netflix and the traveling with Will Ferrell and Diego Luna and having these unreal experiences coming back to soul and realizing that none of that, none of that is what really matters. When I started to carry the baby inside, I became, I became more uh, in tune with my body and the messages that I was receiving was clear and clear and clear. Right after I gave birth in 2016, the, um, I started to receive messages that I was not to use tampons once I, you know, once my body recovered, that when period would come that I was not to use tampons. And so I was like, really intuition? Because my intuition gives me like straight up. This You're not supposed, we don't like what intuition tells us. I've never worn, I think I've worn them once in my life. Cause it's like, I knew that there was something like, it was not good for me, yeah. but yes, we get, and that's what a lot of people that there's a confusion there. I think people are like, intuition's your heart's desire. I'm like, no, your heart's desire could be unhealed wounds from your past. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be ego desires. A lot of times your intuition is guiding you into spaces where you're like, oh, do I have to? So I hear you. Go ahead. So yes. you got the guidance not to use a tampon. And I was like, I was very like, I'm not going to go through this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I've been wearing a tampon my entire life. Like, I'm not going to change. And my intuition was like, okay, well, then if you don't change, then you're not going to be given the next step. And I think for about maybe two periods, I was defiant. And then every time I would remove the tampon, there was like, almost like my body would go into shock and I couldn't, it was the weirdest feeling. So I was like, okay, I'm moving away. I started with the cup and then my intuition was like, okay, now while you're, while you're menstruating, you can't consume alcohol. And I was like, oh my goodness, when is this going to end? Like, what is it with the menstruation? What is it with the period, you know? And then um, I started my period on a, on a new moon. I followed. I didn't drink. I started my period on a new moon. And then my intuition said, this is for a reason. And so this was back in 2016. And I, was, I, was, I went to Google, like starting my period on a new moon. And I uncovered this entire world of how sacred our period is, how we're in our greatest power during our period, how we can manifest, how we can really connect to source. I uncovered all of this knowledge that I never heard of before. And I began practicing it for nine months, the irony of that. Um, I began practicing, uh, practicing these rituals and really understanding my body. And nine months later, in 2017, I launched Let There Be Lose podcast with the sole purpose of teaching women the connection between our menstruation, the moon, and the power that our body goes through. Um, and it was simply just dedicated to Latinas because we didn't have this information. I know for me personally, I was ridiculed when I started my period. My mom looked at me like she didn't want to touch me. I was like, what did I do wrong? Like I'm bleeding and now I, I can sense your apprehension towards me mother 
And, you know, the first things out of your mouth is like, tienes que cuidarte, you know, and we all know how that went. (laughs) So so there's different ways of cuidarse, you know, we can take care of ourselves in different ways. That's true. That's true. And so that's how Let There Be Lose was born was basically this journey of coming back to soul and having my son really be my guide. He's absolutely 100% my teacher. So beautiful. And it's really amazing and important because I think that so many of us who who are coming out more now, who've been here, et cetera, we're changing the stories up. I mean, in my family, there's like four generations of psychic mediums, but they never talked about it. And it wasn't until I came to them when I was 19, like, look, I did this past life regression tape and I went to five lives and this is what I saw. And I was so horrified and scared. And my grandfather's like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, Cecilia, you know, la nena piensa que se lo inventó. Like she thinks she's invented it. And I was like, what do you mean? And they sat down, they started telling me stories. He's like, I have a guide. She's like, I had dreams. I was in Japan. And, you know, that was 20, what, 30 years ago where in Argentina and Latin America, you didn't have the TV shows you have now, obviously. So when people had these dreams, it was like, well, I've never seen it before, ever, anywhere. So absolutely, we're here shifting and healing and bringing th- things to light. And so with Let There Be Loose, um, we were talking about this before we went on air, which is like, what's happened since you've come out? You spoke at the summit last year with Uagro Latina, um, guiding the Wellness Day. Um, it feels like all part of your mission to come forward, to connect to Latinas, to support with this ancient and very modern practical wisdom. How did it start evolving into wealth building? Like what is, like, how did you go from let there be lose to? Yeah, absolutely. So I was experiencing a lot of beautiful experiences with, with let there be lose. There was definitely a lot of connection to the community. The podcast was very well embraced. It was almost like, um, the vision I get is like drinking a lot of water, like very thirsty for the content, almost like deprivation of nourishment from um, a community that I was tapping into, which for me was my younger self, um, women that reflected my younger self in the dark times of my life. And so as uh, I'm community building, I started to experience a lot of success in creating uh, spaces. I would sell out really quickly in like a matter of hours. And while I would be extremely happy right after I sold out, my partner noticed a pattern and called me out for um, an event that I produced that sold out rapidly. And he said, I knew I, I got sad right afterward. I was really happy, elated, and then I got really sad. And he said, I knew it was only a matter of minutes before you got sad. And so I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you always do this. Every time you sell out of an event, every time you do something really good, you always get depressed after. And so I knew something was really wrong. And I knew like, I need to, I need to fix this because I want to have success and I want to be able to enjoy what I'm creating. And if there's fruit that I bear from my creations, I want to eat it in joy and in peace and tranquility. And if I can't do that, then what am I demonstrating to uh, my audience that I'm connecting with? What am I really teaching? So uh, I have a really great friend, Dari Luna, who I met at We All Grow. And I told her, she's a channeler. And I told her, I explained to her, I have this experience. And I, w- I was like, if, if you would channel it for me and let me know, like tap into me, 
and let's find out what this is. She uncovered that I, when it comes to every area in my life, I know how to overcome victimhood. I've been able to do that in every single experience. The one experience where I cannot overcome victimhood is in finance and money. And she told me, you're supposed to learn about money and finance. And I remember being repulsed by that idea, like, ew, there's no way. I completely resisted. And um, she's, she's like, well, your destiny is to be very rich. Your destiny is to be very wealthy. And you are a way shower and you're supposed to show us this next level. So we're all waiting for you to show us how to get there. And if you can't get there, then you're going to, you're not going to essentially find your soul's purpose and you're going to be unhappy. I kind of just sat with that and I did start to seek healing wounds, but it was all very abundance driven. I would use the word abundance um, to mask the real issue, which is finances and money and numbers. Right, because we're manifesting abundant opportunities, abundant people, you know, abundant followers, abundant love. Yeah. Yes. But I needed to next level it and really look at it for what exactly it is. And so I started to uncover this idea that there's an unlimited supply and that it all comes within in the same way that I was teaching about you know, spirituality and finding ourselves, it's all in ourselves. It's not in someone else's teaching. It's not in my teaching. It's not in, in anything else, but inside. And so there was this concept of what if I can create money? What if I am the creator of money? What if that Netflix paycheck that I received, that was Reed Hastings, the CEO, his creation of money. Why am I so dependent on someone else giving me a paycheck? And so I started the journey and I began talking about it on the podcast. And so the audience was sort of transitioning with me on, yes, I have money wounds too, relating, um, relating to what I was speaking on. And then I just uh, entered it full force. I completely disconnected from the podcast. I had to take time and I opened finance books. I opened any book I can I could to really fully understand the next steps and here we are where I'm teaching stock market courses, something that never in a million years would I, I have ever thought that this would be part of soul's work ever. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And I just wanted to share the relating and talking about money. Like that's the thing that like my parents made a lot of money in their lifetime. They came over from Argentina and my dad came in and worked at a factory I was a year old when I got here. My mom's English, even before she passed, was not very good. Um, they they made the money because of this intense work. And then he created his own business. And then he sent money. And I didn't even know because he didn't share that he was sending money to my mom's family, sending money to his family. And then he was supporting four kids. And so my pathway was always like, you got to work really hard. You work really hard and money comes. And I don't stress when there's lower money because I've seen my parents, I mean, maybe they stressed privately, but they're like, el dinero viene, el dinero se va, el dinero, it's like, comes and it goes, don't worry, it comes and it just, it's a flow, it's a flow. So I learned that. And so I always like, when people, and I turn around, boom, 2,000 come in, 3,000, boom. And so I've always flowed with it. At the same time, there was this intense work energy attached to it. And so when I, and so I've been in a, a space of, 
It needs to be easier. And by the way, by and just a question for you: Are you a Scorpio, and, and or what is your sign? I just no, I, I'm with a Scorpio, but yeah. I'm in the Aries. Okay, um, okay, fire yeah. cardinal. And I wonder if you do have something in your chart or how that falls into it, because if I felt like a Scorpio energy near you, so I guess it's your partner. Well, I'm a Taurus, right? So you're supposed to initiate. The Taurus is supposed to be like the Empress, who sits there with this abundance. But meanwhile, I've been like the worker. Taurus, you know, which is fine. But at the same time, I'm like, well, how can I make my work, my money work for me? Oh, no, I don't like stock market. You know, oh, that's greasy and ugly. And I had to make peace also with breaking through with making more money because I just thought people who had a lot of money weren't always the nicest because I've met them. Mm -hmm. But again, that doesn't mean they're everybody. And so then I came across your course. And I loved it. And I was like, never in my imagination did I think I was going to be sitting here taking a stock market course. And I haven't started investing yet, but I have like this whole, like the notes and I'm going to do the class again because there's just too much going on. But I felt like it was life changing. So I wanted to give you a little big ups here and share it with everybody who's listening because I just sat there and I was like, okay, there's an easier way while I sleep or take five days off before I start teaching a course live or recording, my money could be making, chugging along, dancing. And, make, and I believe in that, but I closed myself off as a spiritual person who was like, no, that's bad. But the truth is energy is energy. Yep. And so what are some things that you can speak to that? Like the wounding that were, you know, like for me, I made money. I've always made money, but I've always worked hard. You know, yes. so what are some of the things that you could speak to around that? Like our wounds? I get so excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, all the things. Well, I mean, you know, my, my mom, my mom has been very good with money as well, but she was very hard worker. She, she cleaned houses, still cleans houses to this day, but she also bought property in Dana Point that overlooked the beach. Like how my mom was such a money magician is mind blowing. And I definitely, that even though she didn't teach me about money, she didn't teach us about that. She just wanted to take care of us and not have us grow up in the same way she did, which I think that was like the missing link of like, she, you know, but it's okay. It's her wounds, right? Where she wanted to protect her children, take care of them, give them everything they needed. Um, she was a master at money, but she was also master at working extremely hard to obtain that money. So I can absolutely 100% relate to that. And I think what's beautiful about this course is that just like you, everyone else on the course is thinking the same thing. I never in a million years would think that I'd be taking a stock market course because it's not for me. And I am thinking the same thing, but I understand in just revisiting um, Daddy Luna's channeling where she said, we're waiting for you to do this. We're waiting for you almost to like link the spiritual part of something that is so real and obtainable. And men have been using this tool for ages to, to generate wealth. And it's that portion. It's the portion of understanding that money has the power of cloning itself. It has the power of cloning itself and it has the power of growing in exponential levels all on its own. The only thing we have to do is take it and place it in a certain place, which in this course's case is the stock market and you just watch it expand. Does it always expand? No, it's a risky experience, but it is a tool that is accessible to us. And I think what this course is doing is really giving us the permission to use the stock market as a tool where it hasn't been, um, it hasn't been accessible to us at this level. It's either something you do or you do not do. And if you do not invest in the stock market, 
I, I feel like there's most likely a belief that it, it's because that tool isn't for you. And so I think that's what this, this course does is it's bringing a lot of healing to a tool that is absolutely accessible to us and that can allow us to grow our money and clone it in exponential levels in a way that is unlimited, truly, truly unlimited. Absolutely. And I think that what you're teaching is something that's been missing, you know, like when I was reading the books, Louise Hay books when I was 16, because that's where the only ones that were around at that time, everybody's like abundance and abundance. And I'd be there like abundance flows to me and all that. But then I'd like manifest a billion jobs. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, ah, 18 hour days. I was making the abundance. Um, and I feel like this part of it, which is like, well, you're bringing abundance or you're bringing money or bringing wealth but you don't want to bring it because you had a car crash or some issue and you went to court. You don't want to bring it because you sued somebody because they did something to you. We want to bring it in an empowered way, in a conscious way where we're putting money, like you said, somewhere for it to grow. So I think that what you're teaching now in the way that you're teaching it, because you know, I went through it, um, is an empowering way for a spiritual person because we are supposed to be you know, moving towards wholeness. And when we reject the stock market or where we reject real estate or when we reject these things, we're, we're rejecting something that is very real and available. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And so when you were saying about moving to Texas, um, do you like, did you, and, and this is my own question too. And I, I, so I'm diverging a little bit, but I'll come back. When you moved, did you expand with your home or did you get a smaller, cuter place or like in terms of your surroundings, how do you feed like your wealth and, or sense of, you know, I don't know, deservedness or uh, worthiness, yeah. value, whatever words we want to use in terms, so to bring in even more abundance and money. Sure. So I knew that living in Los Angeles was not going to be feasible, that I was always going to be chasing something. And I needed to get really clear with that. Instead, by the way, I'm breaking up with the word abundance. I'm slowly breaking up with the word abundance. Um, and I now realize like how much I'm not in alignment with the word abundance after being so immersed in the word, um, I was not able to generate abundance in, the, in a way that was healthy for my family. The work portion, I had to work extremely hard and I was pulling away from the things that I was trying to provide the most, which was, it wasn't an alignment. Um, I knew that I was gonna have to move to Dallas in order to get ahead, really and um, nurture what I had already built. So the, the, that, that means specifically the money that I had already created. I knew that for whatever reason, for me personally, specific to me, this doesn't, this doesn't mean I needed to get clear on what would happen to that money if I stayed in Los Angeles. And so it was very clear that I needed to move back to Dallas. And when we moved back to Dallas, um, we were renting a home in Los Angeles. We're renting here as well. And um, we live in a really cute space that when I lived in Dallas, I would run by this neighborhood every single day. And at the time, I think this was like in uh, 20, 2005, and I was reading Joel Olstein book where he was, you know, blending new age manifesting with 
Christianity. And I would, his book would uplift me and make me feel so good. And I remember I would run down here and think one day I'm going to live in this neighborhood every, I would, every time. And this was one of the spaces that I would turn to and say, one day I'm going to live in this neighborhood. And my partner, not knowing that, um, found this place. And when we walked in, every single one of my windows faces that trail with trees. It's gorgeous. Wow. And I just stood there and had that moment of, here I am. Mm. You did it. I watched myself run by and I was like, you did it. We're here. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah I'm emotional. Oh, I know. No, I'm so happy. I'm emotional too. <laughs> that is really beautiful. And, and those moments, right, that we can envision. And I think to, to the power of being able to say, to claim it for ourselves. One day I'm going to live here. One day this is what's going, you know. It's so, so beautiful. And so as you come to this point, like, because I know that you pulled away from the podcast, like what was moving through you before this was born? Because there was a little bit of a space, right? A little bit of time of incubation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very much in a nesting mode where I didn't want to do anything else other than nest. But while I was nesting, I was also feeling a lot of darkness coming back, Uh, you know, probably because I experienced a lot of darkness in Dallas and I hadn't like grown into my full self. So I was passing by streets that would trigger me and I was moving in uncomfortable spaces, but then the darkness really started to cloud me and I started to see things. I started to have visions that were really dark Um, I didn't want to talk to anyone, definitely didn't want to go live on the podcast because the visions were so, they would torment me almost. Um, I would have visions of buildings burning, of um, people running the streets and coming from a liberal place like Los Angeles and moving into a place like Dallas, Texas, you know, it was a complete almost shocked to me because I hadn't lived here in such a long time. And not to mention, you know, we're under 45 and the energy and you can feel, you can feel the separation. And I started to really dive into that fear that I was feeling of, is my family safe here? What have I done? Did I make a mistake? And why do I keep having these visions of buildings burning and um, people in chaos in the streets? What, what is happening? And so there was definitely an understanding that something was shifting and I couldn't put it into words. I just felt it. And so I had to just stop the podcast. I had to sort of stop everything and, and do a lot of mental health work for myself. Good. I'm so glad that you were able to take that time. And it's really important because in this world of hustle, hustle, keep going, keep going, keep your relevance, keep it that going. Mm-hmm. And so as you're emerging from that time of healing, of understanding, of nesting, like what's the energy that's driving you now? What's calling you now? Yeah, it's, it's really such a strange um, transition because money really, truly money. It's, I, I get, the word comes mother money. Mm, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Just like, wake up. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. People need to understand that I'm 
all providing and all given giving and I'm not masculine. And maybe that's why I've been dominated all these years by men, but it's time for us to, to step up and work with me, work with me. It was this, the, the, the feeling I get is like being asleep and like dollar bills, a trail of dollar bills, (laughs) you know, pulling me in. And I was like, what is this? Oh my God. What is this world that I'm discovering? And it was very similar to that feeling of, you know, uh, coming upon that information of menstruating and the moon and all of that in where you need to, everyone needs to know about this and you need to shamelessly post your portfolio with the money you've made and they need to see. And I was like, no, es que no se habla del dinero. (laughs) Like there's no way I can show people like what's happening. And, and mother money was like, yes, you have to let them know what's possible. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, mother money. Oh, so I'm one of the things that I'm seeing as you're talking about that is like, and then like, I don't know, teaching teenagers and stuff. Absolutely. That's actually one of our goals. My daughter is, uh, she went to high school, the same place I went to high school. And we're trying to find ways to see how we can develop a program and hopefully take it back to my old high school and start there, start there, you know, like I have to think small, but I get excited and I'm like, this is going to be mandatory. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's important. It's like, why? But again, we know why keeping the masses in the dark Mm -hmm. is better for the few that control everything, Mm -hmm. but those times are changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So before we close for today, um, are there, is there anything else that you'd like to share or anything else is coming up for you during this time? I think I would just simply like to share that we are upon an extremely powerful time and that while I know everything is chaotic and there's a lot of pain that is surfacing, that there was no birth that ever took place in this lifetime where a mother didn't experience pain. And when the child is coming out of the canal, we can only imagine the discomfort that takes place as the baby realizes that it is in full separation and its own entity from its mother. There's a lot of darkness as you're coming out of the canal, as you're pushing a baby out of the canal, there's tremendous pain. And so we're currently going through that experience. And in the same way, when the child and the mother begin to find themselves as separate entities and in their own personal power, as we move through our journey, we will begin to experience it. And it will reflect the amount of wealth that we are generating. And that is okay. It is not a bad, it is not a bad thing. I think it is really truly time for us to see the power that we can and the change that we can create with wealth driven purposes. And so that's what I would like to share. No, I love it. And it's so true. Amen. Aho, ashe. So it is. Thank you. Thank you. And Linda, how can we find you? How can people work with you? How can we enroll in this class? Absolutely. Thank you. You can find me um, at Luz Warrior, L U Z on Instagram. And then I'd also like to invite you to listen to my podcast at Let There Be Lose. While I'm currently transitioning and under and trying to figure out what that's looking like, I think it's still a really important part of this entire experience that I've been creating. Um, I, I think 
it's a, it's a powerful place to start because you really get to see the abundance journey unravel there. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. My next course is actually coming up in mid-September. So you can find information about that on my, on my uh, website, letthereBeLose.com. And thank you so much for having me and for being patient with me while I was cocooning. <laughs> I know, because people, I was after her, okay? I wanted to talk to her, but you know, all in divine timing. This was the yeah. time to do it, to share this. And again, I wanted to give you my personal thanks because as someone who's been on her own like money journey, um, you know, levels of it. Like I was telling you before we went online that at first I used to just do, hold circles for years and years for free. So I went through levels and levels and now I feel like I've come up to another level and I'm going to, as I start invest, I'm going to start investing within the next two weeks. And so I'm really, cause I have some time to like, cause it's been just so much to focus in and just, and cause you did it. It was so relatable. It didn't feel confusing. I mean, I know that I'm just beginning. So please let us know when there's a next part two to your class. But again, I just thank you so much because I'm, I'm excited about it for the first time ever in my whole life. So yes, I'm excited for you. Hi, no way. I'm going to share with you. Yes. Thank you everybody for listening. Please reach out to Linda Garcia, let there be loose podcast, let there be loose on Instagram and her website, let there be loose. And I will post everything in the body of the description in the podcast. Sending you all so much love. Mucho amor. Gracias por estar con nosotros.